What is going down, everyone? It's time for MojoBreak.com, The Hype, episode 318. We got a special guest on today's show coming up later in the show. Alex Jaimo will be on the show with Cody talking all things baseball tops. Lots of great topics. Uh, great interview, so uh, stay tuned for that. But we're going to kick things off talking about Bowman Draft. 2023 Bowman Draft just hit. Tom Brady, you've probably seen the commercials. Uh, Eli Manning wearing the Giants jersey, wearing the San Francisco Giants jersey and showing off those World Series rings. Uh, amazing. A lot of great marketing behind the uh, Bowman draft that came out on 12-12. We're sitting here on 12-13 recording this. Uh, the Superfractor was already pulled, the Tom Brady one-of-one Superfractor. And the hobby is a buzz about this thing. It's good and bad. It's uh, Some say it's gimmicky. Some say it's awesome. So we're going to dissect that. We're going to talk about some of the players, and then we'll get into that interview. Guys, how are you feeling after we've all ripped a bunch of 2023 Bowman draft. Uh, how do you like it? What's the good, the bad, the ugly? We'll start with C-Rad. I really don't have, honestly, I really don't have much negative to say about this year's Bowman draft. Um, I think the added marketing, the hype of the Tom Brady, um, you know, the the obvious guys that we have to chase this year, which is which is true for, uh, which is the case for most years. Um, just, and then the, the, the amount that you were actually hitting of these top, prospects was uh made the product a fun rip yesterday i did uh, about 12 cases yesterday on release so um nothing bad to say really uh, uh from a product standpoint it's great design standpoint is you know standard fair i guess you would say like it it, it it looks nice i don't have any complaints about the design mostly either. on cards right you know mostly so. on card yeah yep. so yeah um and like i said the the added marketing the added hype to it just made it even more fun to rip bowman draft this year personally yeah i give uh Tops's marketing team an A plus on this. Uh, it, it's the amount of push going into this product and the marketing behind it is something that we've never seen from from this industry. And Ruben has been Michael Ruben's been talking about how he was going to do this, and that was the whole fanatics plan. Um, and it's I, I didn't know if it was really going to work out. But they did a heck of a job, so I got to give them credit there. Uh, the other thing that was pleasantly surprised that I was pleasantly surprised with was the HTA configuration. Uh, I have been pretty negative about breaker specific skews. This actually, the amount of color that you get, the one knock on it is that I've seen not a lot of the OG colors, a lot of the waves and and stuff like that. Have not seen like you know what i like to call your daddy's gold your daddy's green well it wouldn't be your daddy's green but green regular uh but the amount of color that i've seen coming out of there it's actually a pretty good value um i mean the one knock is and i'll kick it over to cody on this one is you do a case now it's a six box case which is new i mean choice product in itself we're talking choice breaker same product is three autos only and a six-box case now. They've never done a six-box case for Bowman. So only 18 cards in the break. I thought that was going to be a big negative in the hobby. I haven't seen much of that. Uh, Cody, what did you see on Fanatics Live doing breaks? Was anybody complaining about only the 18 autos, or was it mostly all positive? Not at all. There was no complaints. Uh, it was, in fact, it was a lot of it was a lot of happy customers over on Fanatics Live. And, yeah, I, you know what's funny? It, Dan, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. But I, I pulled three reds yesterday, which is like, that's a lot of reds for whatever, any day. Not a single was red regular. They're no, all yeah, the, 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 the regular colors are 
definitely lighter mm-hmm. in the in the HTA Breakers Delight, whatever you want to call. It. I guess HTA Choice, I believe, is what we're calling it. Uh, but very rarely would you open up a box and get three base autos. Yep. Yep. And uh, almost never. And you could open up a hobby box. You could open up a super jumbo box, and you can get all base base autos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and super jumbo seems like it was the least amount of colors. You're getting five autos in super jumbo. You get a lot of cards. But the Brady uh, inserts, the non autos, have uh, ours. Have, we've hit an orange. We've hit a blue. Did you hit a blue. No, I hit a, a base. You hit a base. You ran hit the blue. Hit the blue. And the orange, they all came from Super. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not saying that's where they all are, but for our, the sake of what we did, they were all in the Super Jumbo. So, um, but a lot, a lot, a lot less color as far as the autos in the Super. And uh, I know the the Super Fractor one of one, which is is arguably not the best card to pull because it's not the 12 of 50 that has the inscription. It came out of regular Jumbo, Hobby Jumbo. So that's where that one was pulled. So we'll have to see. You know where the autos are coming out of. Um, I haven't. Fought, I know people have pulled autos, but I don't know if they're coming from choice, if they're coming from hobby, if they're coming from super, or a mix of all of them. I feel like it was a pretty even mix yesterday. Uh, I had a really good box of super jumbo. Uh, the one with the Brady was almost entirely uh, base autos. I think one of the the first super jumbo had a couple of uh, low numbered stuff, a couple of golds in there. I think there was one red in there. So it's, I think it's been a pretty good mix, but yeah, choice has also been where if you want to get the, the low number, the, the, the stuff that pops, uh, but yeah, it's Bowman draft. It's, it's a staple. It's always fun to rip regardless of the big promo that's happening this year. But I think it just kind of adds another level where now, Hey, I, I, I said it on the interview. I'll say it here, but the fact that I went on my timeline yesterday and saw people that have never said a single thing about baseball cards, maybe in their life, all being like, what's going on here? Why is Tom Brady in an Expos jersey? Oh, oh, baseball cards. Okay. Oh, Eli Manning's in on the act. Okay, cool. That's that's neat. And that that's a cute, that's a win. That's a big win, big uh, win. for Fanatics. Is it, is it is it a win? I or, think it's a huge or win. Is it the, or is it getting too mainstream? No, it's a win. I, I'm sorry. I, I know I, 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 we'll talk. I know this is what we kind of wanted to get into, but like it's a, it's a win because it's mainstream, I guess. That's how I feel about it. Going mainstream is a win. I know maybe it means, oh, I don't, you know, this, uh, we all have it. We all, we're talking bands. Like we all like to know, like yeah, oh, somebody would say it. Somebody would say going mainstream is also selling out. But sure. I was gonna- but guess what? Selling out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I could put food on, a lot more food on the I table mean, when I, I sell to, out, baby. I, I wanted to preface it by when Bowman Draft comes out, and it comes out actually the same time every year. It comes out around this time in December where there's you know there's no baseball going on. The drafts, what when did the draft happen? Like five months ago. Right. So it's like July. A lot, a lot of the hype. All Star break. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the hype has died down on the the, the the casual collectors knowing that they got this guy and everything like that. So it's like come kind of comes out at literally kind of the wrong time. So if you, you throw in a card like this to grab more attention, I think it's overall a good thing. But yeah, I wanted to ask you guys roundtable because I've seen this these old hobbyists kind of say it's gimmicky buy the contenders instead get the football card why are you spending this much on a baseball card you never played baseball why this is a dream card but it's never really happened it's, you know it's gimmicky so and what dan alluded to is it's like you know 
Metallica or a band like Metalheads, you know, they followed Metallica from the beginning in the 1980s and, you know, they were all going to their shows wearing their leather jackets. They didn't want to watch any other band because they were so devoted to Metallica. And then, you know, Black Album comes out and her Sandman goes mainstream and it's like, oh, okay, I don't know, maybe I'm still a fan. And then it's like, then Load comes out and it's like, I'm done with this band. They cut their hair and, you know, so it was like, are we approaching that status? We're out of the pandy, so we have lost some casualties and then from the pandy, but stuff like this, getting Eli Manning talking about cards, having Tom Brady in a commercial for cards, that is something that is mainstream. Would you, as a hobbyist, rather it be a more of a niche or, or are you going to be benefiting it from it going mainstream? Because there's a lot of pros and cons to I that. think the fear is that if it goes mainstream... <clears throat> Me, as an old-school collector, I'm going to be paying more for what I want in the future because more people want it, and now it's mainstream. But is it being mainstream sustainable, and for how long is it sustainable is the question. I guess, you know, something just kind of dawned on me. You know, I mean, you guys could tell me. In a way, wasn't the boom going mainstream? Wasn't it like, oh, the best kept secret in sports? It's sport for for sport collectors. Baseball cards, they're they're hot again, or whatever you know. For in that in that moment, so wasn't that kind of going mainstream? And I know that this is different. Uh, well, we just said it; like it was reaching an audience that never thinks about this stuff. And I I, I personally think that's a win. Uh, but I think we've already kind of gone through that too. Didn't I, we? Didn't we go through that in 1990? Sure. Wouldn't, wouldn't this that, has happened wait. before. It will happen again, you know? Well, and if you listen to the Bill Simmons, which I uh, – Bill Simmons podcast with Ruben, it, it, there's about a 20-minute segment on on cards, and, 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 and he kind of said that uh, – Simmons uh, pointed it like this, that, you know, he was on the board of Tops, and they were just like, make cheeseburgers, make cheeseburgers, make cheeseburgers. Don't do anything different. We're just going to stay in our lane, keep our lead, and keep making the product the same way. Well, they got extremely lucky during the pandemic because they were literally making products the same way for a while. They got extremely lucky that people didn't have anything to do and people were buying Jordan 10s at, at an obscene, obscene amount of money. And, and we saw that decline. So I think we've lost a lot of those guys, those sneakerheads that have came in, thought that they could make buco bucks or invested all this free money because remember, there's PPP loans. There was you know, tax forgiveness. There was, you know, uh, money that we got. People got money, free money during that time. And they, I think a lot of them spent it on People uh, also had stuff. a lot of extra time. Sure. Right. I think, I think that's what we, like, I think people were trying to figure out different things that they can do with their time. And it just so happens that cards was one of those things. Yep. Cleaning up the basement, cleaning up the attic. Oh, yeah. hey, what's this? Oh, hey. <laughs> so, and I think now, I mean, Fanatics realizes this and... You know, what he said was he wants to make events around releases similar to like an album or a video game where it's a big event. Because before that, it would just be like, oh, it's coming out. And they relied on the sellers to promote it, like the shops and the breakers and everything to promote these releases. Now they're going out of their way by hiring, you know, Tom Brady being that relationship that he has with Ruben. And, you know, uh, you know, they've had Derek Jeter do stuff for them. They're getting these guys to get it mainstream because there's guys that follow Tom Brady and there's guys that follow Derek Jeter that don't collect cards. They may be more interested in cards now. That's seeing that they're, they're having their idols talk about it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Is it, is it too mainstream? I think what also gets lost in the shuffle too, and I see it a lot on forums, is you're bringing in new people. These people have no idea, right? They'd have no clue 
of what a refractor is, what the odds are, what can I get. They're just thinking they're going to get a box with Tom Brady. And I see a lot of other collectors like kind of being like, ah, being snooty and be like, you should know this and like kind of being snooty towards them, right? Or they make a mistake and they buy, they give a guy a PayPal uh, friends and family and they get screwed and they're like, you're an idiot. Why would you ever do that? And it's like, don't treat people like that. You know what I mean? Like, how, let's have, because you we were all new at once. Everybody. At one point, everybody was new and we all had to learn this stuff. Remember when you were new and help these people along to understand and that's my other question you guys and anybody can take this next one is how confusing is this industry if somebody watches the tom brady video yesterday and they're like wow that's really cool i actually was an expos fan back in the day and and tom brady's my favorite player i want this card do you think that people are going to think they get buy a box and get that card because i don't think there was any info out there that these are on average or random or they're this is many are made you know what i mean we even got an email. I want the Tom Brady spot. Like, I want the Tom Brady card. If I Me buy a too. box, do I get the Tom Brady card? I want it. So are we getting some of that with all this? Are these newbies, like, thinking that they're going to get something guaranteed? I mean, do we need to educate more on a, on, a, on a level of, like, this is what it is? I think we do. Um, and I think it's actually up to us who have a voice in the in the hobby to make sure that, like, people could listen to a podcast and understand like how the industry works and different products and different like pack configurations and different odds and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of on us to relay that information. Um, Cause there is enough content out there. If you, I mean, there's different websites you can go to that'll lay it out. There's different podcasts you can listen to that'll do previews and lay out different releases. So it is kind of on us to share that information. Uh, it's 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 all information that's readily available if you want to find it. Yeah. Now, some people may choose to be like I just want to live in a fantasy world. I saw a a $500,000 bounty on a Tom Brady. I would like to buy a box and get that card. <laughs> um so I need somebody to basically reassure me yep. that if I buy this box for $700 or however much it is that I'm going to get this half a million dollar card. And I would, I would enjoy that yeah. very much. Don't be going into the, yeah, excuse <laughs> um, me, good sir. I would like one me, Tom sir. Brady card, I would card, like one please. Tom Brady card that goes for Thank a half you. a million dollars. Here is 500 yeah. American dollars. Yep. Thank you. I think people do, people, have, people that, tend to have selective hearing and then they kind of manifest their own like dream reality that yeah. what they want to happen. I, I'd like that too. So I think it's one of those things where the information's out there. You're going to have to dig and learn that stuff for yourself. But, again, it's out but there. But collectors for, need to embrace it because I, we've all been in these scenarios. Like, say you're going to – your friend invites you to watch the World Cup and you don't watch soccer. You're, like, sitting back there and there's a, 20 guys in that group or whatever, how many people are there. And they're, like, talking about, you know, Messi or Ronaldo. You have no idea. But you're, like, sitting back there. You don't want to ask because you don't want to look like that guy. Yeah. I think you get that in the hobby. Is like they join these forums and they're trying to learn. But they don't want to type up this thing of, like, what's the difference between a silver and a base? And what's a refractor? And what's, you know, they don't want to do that because they feel like they're going to get blasted for being new. And I think yeah. we all need to embrace 
these new collectors and really help them along the way. I think the hobby's better than most genres of other things, but you know, just being able to relay this information and make them an informed consumer where they're like, don't go for like Black Mamba grading and get your cards sent there because they're offering $5 a card. That's not a legit grading company, you know? Don't buy Super Break. You're not going to get your don't get into repack. Like all this stuff like needs to be said because I think sometimes people get obsessed. Every we're all obsessed. A lot of people in this hobby are obsessed and they try to buy everything and they try to get into everything and they, they make it and then they get burnt out because they don't know and they, they make, don't make educated decisions and it's tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, I get what you mean, but I think I do. I think as a whole, the hobby community is pretty good about accepting yeah. and saying, hey, you're new or especially if you go to a show, too. I always say like whether it's a local show or a big show, if you go to a show, too. That's where you're going to meet people, talk to people, put a face to a voice or whatever, or to a, or a breaking company. Um, and you're going to find like, oh, yeah, this is an inviting community where everybody, you know, we want to grow this thing. That's where I do. If anybody who is really against this, where you're like, man, the hobby is dead. We're just doing gimmicks and all that. It's like, but in the same voice saying, we got to get new people in this hobby. We got to grow this thing. Isn't this exactly what this is doing? And I know maybe in the same line, now I'm just playing out how would this conversation yeah. go? Well, that's a $500 box. You're going to, what, little little Jimmy's going to buy a $500 box? Well, no, there's, guess what came out this week? Top Heritage High number that little Jimmy could go buy yes. it, or whatever. Little or maybe John, get a little, little Johnny can't hit a half a million dollar card yeah. out of at a Top Heritage. He could hit a real one red. He could hit a real one auto. That's yeah, not too but, bad. But huh? little Jimmy only only collects Tom Brady. You can also get, like, again, <laughs> I didn't buy boxes when I was a kid. I was buying packs. Yeah. Like, that's what you did, that's like, as a kid. And you did. also don't care. That's, yeah. Like, frankly, I was actually hanging out with my my ten year old nephew who's super into baseball right now. Super into baseball cards. I gave him baseball cards. I'm like, here you go. Oh, there's an autograph, and he liked the Shohei Otani non auto way more. That's worth probably three bucks. You know, like that's that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said like um, along the lines of what you guys are saying for a new person to come into the hobby, right? Because everything is very social media based now. So new guys come into the hobby, they look at all these big time influencers and stuff, and then you go, you go to the comments, and we talk about the comment section all the time. Oh yeah, it's largely negative, even though that's not the hobby at large. Mm -hmm. Just those, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, exactly. So it's it, like if, if for a new collector that doesn't want to like like kind of like doesn't want to like get made fun of for asking just like simple questions, which you know they should like we should embrace that. We should be able to answer these questions for these people, but like they see all these negative comments and they're like. I don't even want to. Well, that and also like another point to that is, is, you know, there's a lot of money in this industry and you don't want to be taken advantage of either. Right. Yeah. You don't be like, oh, I'm going to buy this card, but I don't know if it's the right price. I don't know if this seller is reputable. I don't know if I'm going to get my money back if I lose the card. All these questions for, for from new people. I mean, that's actually a video we should make. We should revisit like some of the basics of collecting and put it out there. You I know, like that. to uh, just just so some people some people can watch and, and, and maybe send to their friends that are new. I mean, um, in general. I brought this up to Cody. What was it? Two industry, three industry summits ago, I think it was, or maybe a tops conference where they brought the statistic where it was something like 90% of baseball fans do yeah. not know that sports cards even exist. Right. So as we grow the hobby, which you would hope any, anything that you love to do, more people can enjoy. And I get it. Like a lot of, some people are, are so want to hold on to it so tight and and want it to stay the same forever but it's like things evolve things you you gotta like if you want more like our kids their kids to enjoy what the things that we also love it has to get bigger like that's a huge 
huge market that is vastly untapped still. Still, even with the pandemic. <clears throat> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So say we only add like another 10%, that's like you're afraid of like, you know what I mean? Like, like I get it. If we, if we, if it'll they, never be fifty percent. It, it would never be fifty percent. But like, I think these guys, the way these guys that are negative, they're thinking that it's, it's like we're adding like the whole ninety percent to the yeah, hobby. And you're right. You actually bring up a good point because I don't know how many conversations I have even today in 2023, where it's like I do, you know, I do breaks, and you know, they're like, oh, okay, like well, I have a 1989 Mark Wire, I have a you know 1986 Barry Bonds, and like, and then you have to explain to them that there's like autos on it. When are we going to get to the point where they're like, oh yeah, I remember that 2009 Mike Trout? Like nobody says that that you talk to unless they're deeply involved in the hobby. It's always the 89, the 91s, the 93. I think I have, or are you, you run into a, like like one of the guys that was picking up the the garbage? He was like, oh, I think I got some some Jordan rookies. And that's what he knows about the hobby. It's either Jordan rookies, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. And there's that whole era from the 90s to now that nobody even knows anything of what happened in this hobby. You know, so it's like I would love for somebody to be like, oh, that's what you do. Oh, yeah, I saw, you know, the Tom Brady contenders went for 200,000 or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they know some random fact about the hobby. I could guarantee you anytime somebody says if you're having a conversation like that and they're like, I have a Michael Jordan rookie. And if you're like, oh yeah, go go get that for me. It's gonna be like a 1993. Yeah, it's gonna be the right. And and I mean, been an upper deck base card, and you're just like, not a rookie card, but it's these certain the certain terms time period the the terms of rookie card have have been popularized with people like people know, so they're just like, oh, it must be it's old, so it must be a rookie card. So I do know that term, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time, yeah. or 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 worse, it could be a star rookie. Or Jordan, oh well, you know? oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. can't. I actually, Keep I think my, I think, I think my contract in the hype going forward, I'm not allowed to talk about. We haven't brought that up. Star Michael Jordan rookie. I'm not allowed to have an opinion. There's still comments that it's sometimes st- there, there are still comments like. Happening. I can't believe you are basically saying that you have no idea what you're you guys, talking about. You guys saw the, uh, the, well, the the comment that I put in Slack, right? Of the yes. slab stocks. They were trying to like, which one would you rather have? It was a star. Or it was, it was like, the uh, star of the flare, right? It was like some like some kind of like a Bryce Young or something like that. I was like, give me the Bryce Young, dude. Get, this, get, the <laughs> get star that star out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, no. Someone but, just got a Google alert on their star. Mojo Bryce talking about star again. Yeah, and then scrub the content. I, I, yeah, I didn't know. I still, I, to this day, like, I didn't know that was a uh, uh, a pain point to a lot of uh, a lot of Jordan collectors out there. <laughs> They're out there. So there, yeah. are literally, there are dozens of us. Stop trying to make Star 85 happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I it's mean, like, it's like, what's the, what's the fetch? Fetch. fetch. Yeah. Fetch. Mean girls. Never yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Never going to happen. And I think the, uh, you know, the, the, the commerce websites or, I mean, apps, uh, you know, uh, Fanatics Live, which we're on and, and, and whatnot and all never these guys. Yeah, never, never, heard, never heard of whatnot. Are making it more available, but I think we're still like we, I think in the pandy we had maybe like four percent of fans, and maybe we're at like six to seven percent now. So there's yeah. still a lot of room to sure. grow, and I think that's what Fanatics saw as an investment to bring it more to the mainstream. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I just see you know a lot of negativity um, from the price point of the product. Yeah, it's higher than it was, a lot higher than it was. 
Uh, but you know, these resources, all this marketing dollars does go into this product. It's also a really good draft class. Like I do, I don't want that to be lost here. Like, yes, the Brady thing obviously is a huge hook here, but it's also very good. Like it's a very top heavy class with a lot of big names. Skeens is not nothing. He's a big name who's with a big social media following and dating a huge social media star. Like it's there's a lot of there's a lot to chew on with this thing. Yeah, I mean Wyatt Langford, Max Clark. I mean, you've got Jacob Wilson, son of Jack Wilson. So these are and, and for those guys, you know, people that are listening, these are their first Bowman autos. These are going to be their most coveted cards. So that's one thing that gets lost in Bowman as well is that a lot of the casual baseball fans don't know any of these names they don't know who, like they come into your chat who am i chasing? i mean you get that how many how many times did you get that yesterday how many times yeah. did you guys who get are we that? chasing for the who red we chasing? nobody who knows we chasing for the team. times i think i think i mean I think, not even I, not I even the, teams like in general who am i looking for i, I don't have the no number idea. one question was have you hit a brady yet yes that too yeah. and then number two any was brady, who am I chasing? any any brady's that yeah. wasn't and, uh, question and who am i who am i chasing for this team who we chasing who we chasing who we chasing uh but to get back to the draft like bowman draft in general there's always a handful of names out of the gate that we are chasing mm-hmm. every single year. I could almost guarantee go back, <clears throat> go back in time, go back three years, go back four years, go back five years and look at that checklist. And I could guarantee you there's players that you would be chasing now if you were to open up that box that we were not chasing when that product came out. Yeah. Don't have to go back too far. 2020. You guys have the Volpe Superfractor. It wasn't the hit. Nope. That was not the what you were looking for. You Didn't even know how to Dominguez. say his name. Right. That's not what you were looking for. Volpe? Well, we were disappointed Volpe? it wasn't Dominguez. Volpe? Yeah. Volpe. Yeah. We were, yeah, it was, it was, were the same first moment, same year, Volpe and Dominguez? Yeah. It, was, it was, well, it was Bobby we were chasing, Witt, we were chasing Dominguez, Bobby Witt, Witt yeah. and Robert, Robert Pawson. Who, I, maybe which, on a milk carton somewhere? I don't yeah, know. Which, is, which is crazy. Milk and to think that, that yeah, Vol- Volpe ended up being the guy. There's probably more players in 2020 Bowman that would would be that we'd be chasing right now. Yeah, yeah. I do got to say this. Uh, we're in a new studio. If you guys are watching the video, which n- very few of you watch, we're in a the new video. shipping container. <laughs> we appreciate uh, those of you who do. <laughs> yeah, we are uh, at a new uh, studio. I, I do got to say the acoustics sound pretty good in here. It does sound nice. You know, I can't hear. I, I can't hear anything that's going outside. That, I like that. Can't hear a thing. Did you, hear, did you hear TJ hear going <laughs> on the tape when you were on the phone? No, I did not. Oh my hopefully, God. Didn't. Okay. I don't think it bled through. So. I mean, because yeah. I was thinking, oh, it's kind of loud for his podcast yeah. right now. And I think no, Shane tried to put his desk in here. <laughs> Stuck in. You got room. No. It's been a lot of no, sub- because subway it, fumbling around yeah, in here. Yeah, like <laughs> just, just a lot of bags. Yeah. A lot of, uh, before, a lot of chewing sounds. Before we go, we move on, I do just want to be like, take the step back of uh, the the whole reason that there is this big to do about here we going mainstream oh my gosh the hobby it's such a gimmick it's dead is because tops and fanatics did the bare minimum essentially of marketing a product like something 99.9 percent of other big companies that are trying to get your disposable income to do just a, made a commercial like a good commercial like it's the bare like the bare minimum. It's not even on TV, as far as I know. It's not in circulate. It's not like I don't know. Wait, you're saying Tops and Fanatics is a bare minimum? Not when bare it, minimum, but I you mean, know, I'm pretty sure they spent a lot. Okay, of they spent a lot of money. They're probably yeah, pretty yeah. upset with your comment right it's, now. It's, like, it's okay, fine. Sorry, <laughs> Tops and Fanatics. Wonderful commercial. Well, you think Tom Brady's cheap again. It's he's not cheap. <laughs> Neither is Larry Walker or Vlad Guerrero or, or Eli Martinez Manning them, or Eli Manning or David Tyree. Not cheap, but this is what David Tyree might. But this is what you do. 
like I don't know. It's just weird that it's like, no, not here. You can't do it here because then you're mainstream. Just making a commercial? No. Oh, anyway, it's just funny that that's that's what we're all in. Well, I mean, but they've been doing. Like, I I'm mean, trying to had, find some. Of they've the had J Rod. They've had J Rod in commercials. Yeah. Now I will say this: if maybe your concern is now, you know, keep that same energy for. 2023 2024 series one which they have done the julia rodriguez stuff maybe you do a big rollout with all the big rookies because it's going to be a really stacked rookie class you can have all the big rookies in one thing something like that so maybe that's it but also tom brady's tom brady so I think this was the, always going to catch I think on from bigger the fanatics camp i think the marketing is they've done a number I, I, I think it may be if not number one priority yeah it's the biggest improvement definitely up there yeah. Um, I don't think the marketing is going to go anywhere. I think we're going to still see a strong marketing push and they want to get this. They want to get this industry and they want to add a lot more eyeballs to it. I'm going to say something crazy. Chance, crazy. chance we get a top series one Super Bowl commercial. No, I do. I'm just saying we're talking we're talking Michael Rubin we're talking about 10x in the hobby now I think I'm just saying I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility now I think what can happen is fast forward three years when they have the exclusive football license yep and you're you have the Super Bowl going on you have to Topps Chrome comes out a week later or something yeah you you have to you have to go after that market with that amount of eyeballs who are into football I don't know if like promoting the baseball category during the Super Bowl is hitting the right mark or if it's the best money spent from marketing. Sure. But if you have football, absolutely. Yeah. Imagine like promoting a high-end football product during the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, insane. It sounds very plausible that we're sure. eventually going to get something like that. Yeah, and I mean, before we get into this uh, fantastic interview coming up here with uh, Alex, we've uh, I wanted to mention there was another. It's funny because everybody's like, so Triple Diamond. We've we've met uh, Alex before. My boy, Alex. man, great, great dude. Not part of Fanatics Live. Does their own thing on YouTube. Blah blah blah. Still, the comments are all like, oh, good, great breaker got it, you know. But think they in do, think co- they do uh, TikTok and stuff yeah, like I mean that. they. So I, they're, they're, I'm probably missing where they, they they do all their business. They got a shop somewhere. Yeah, they got a shop in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, so it's like you know, oh day one, I don't have to buy a box. This is all the comments like, oh the proc should go down now. All this other stuff, right? Well, the twelve of fifty inscribed is going to be more of a bounty anyway. But like in the same day, a collector used fan cash to buy a tier one box, right? In that box. He pulled a Yogi Berra cut auto and a Corbin Carroll bat knob auto rookie. Wow! In the same box, but cl- but regular collectors never get that stuff. I, it's so only where they go. Where the guys go? You can't I, be both I gotta, ways. I gotta say, like the people who use no. Now the, it's like it's a plant. The people who now use it's a plant, fan cash, the fanatics fan cash and get boxes. They always get the loaded boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I've used some fan cash before. I actually hats. almost posted under my I'm glad a breaker didn't get it because in a way I am. I'm I'm actually glad a breaker didn't get it because it's like look, there it's just it's completely random. 
the fact that breakers get the hits are one because they market their hits, <clears throat> and two they're doing a hundred times more Brother, than anybody else. Are are we not that far removed from that guy who just got that big hit from his local card shop and then sold it for like two a million dollars? Yes, like, got the bounty for a hundred and fifty hundred fifty thousand or two hundred. Somebody well, got the Shohei Otani superfractor was yes. pulled in a local card shop. Right, somebody That's got what that. I'm one. Like we're not that far removed from that. Like do people just like have short term memory? Oh yeah, the out? Drew Jones was pulled the in Drew a card Jones. shop. The Wander Franco it, it, one of one it, was from a Walgreens blast. Ain't no, ain't no breaker getting that one, it, bro. Uh, complaining about breakers is the the low-hanging fruit, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I mean, jump on board. It's the easiest thing to complain about. Yep. Uh, honestly, it's breakers. They do everything online. The breaks are online. They're, most of them have a pretty strong social media presence. When they hit something... Their company is online. They're probably going to post it. So you're seeing the content. Hobby shops don't do that as much. Mm. So you don't see what pro- what what is ripped out. Like and yeah, you don't know if a customer that you know doesn't have social media that just goes home and hits these cards and doesn't say anything about it. How, how much is that? How, how many of, the, of of that happens? Happens a lot, right. probably. Right. Well, guys, check out the breaks at mojobreak.com for uh, Bowman Draft. we got a lot of it going down, all kinds of varieties, all different price points. So get in. You can get in the randoms if you want to just chase the Nationals. The Nationals are the ones that will get the Brady cards. Also, there's plenty of other value in the other teams. Every team has an auto to chase. Also, we're on Fanax Live with that as well. So jump in. I mean, we're also doing Heritage High Number. We're also going to be doing Flawless Collegiate. We're going to be pre-selling some Prism football on that uh, on, on the site as well. So uh, check that out, and let's get into this interview. Hey, guys, Cody here. Our interview with Alex Jaimo is coming up here shortly. But before we get to that, I want to let you know about the huge savings going down at Mojo Break Shop, both in-store and online. It's holiday shopping season. We're right in the thick of it, guys. But don't stress out when you're here at Mojo Break Shop because the more you buy, the more you save this holiday season. If you're looking for that perfect gift to open this year, this is the place to be. Right now at Mojo Break Shop and MojoBreakShop.com. When you spend $150, we're going to give you $15 off. $250 purchases, you're getting $30 off. A $500 purchase, $60 off. And $120 off of a $1,000 purchase. Guys, there are so many huge releases coming out. The brand new Bowman Draft. Prism Football, it's all here in the next few weeks. And if you want to save on sealed wax, there is no better place to go than Mojo Break Shop here in Santa Clara or online at mojobreakshop.com. This deal lasts until Christmas Day. So get that holiday shopping or get something for yourself. Buy more, save more with Mojo Break Shop. Now, here is my interview with Alex Jaimo. I'm thrilled to be talking to Alex Jaimo, uh, who we have been trying to get on for a while. And Alex, you know Alex from, gosh, uh, Fanatics Live. You know from uh, Golden on Netflix. You know her as a face of the hobby. I've, I've seen you referred to as the queen of collectibles. I, I don't know who. Uh, <laughs> I don't refer to myself as that, but yes, yeah. it is true. Just the way it should be. You shouldn't ever create your own nickname. I've always been. A, yeah, that's very cringe. Very. Cringe. Yeah, you can't ever do that. Someone has to give it to you, but someone has given it to you, so I'm going to call you that. So, Alex, first of all, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, thanks for thanks for hopping on. 
Thanks for having me. It's finally to it's it's nice to finally meet you in person in the flesh, I guess we could say. You know, you're on the you're on the West Coast vibing. I'm over here in the dark and cold outside of New York right now, but ha- happy to be on with you, Doug. Well, Doug. Have- I just got you Doug. Jeez. Cody again. <laughs> I knew it. I'm I so co- I'm so sorry, Cody. You I, know, I just I played it, it takes two. It's a video game, and the main character's name is Cody. Ah. And I highly suggest it for all of you gamers. So I love Cody. So now I'll never get it wrong. All right. It takes two. I'm going to write it down. I appreciate that and not the, oh, I have a dog named Cody or uh, Agent Cody Banks. These are all things that just I still ring in my head from childhood that still haunt me. Cody's a good name. It's a great baseball name, too, by the way. It's a good baseball name. It's a good baseball name. Could be watching a Cody around these parts maybe sometime soon. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to inject my own Giants hot stove baseball free agency in here, but that's another time. It's a great time to have you on because... We talked about Fanatics Live moment draft week. Uh, obviously, uh, what happened? Your your year here has been amazing on Netflix, but it's not actually why I think it's a great time to have you on. The AFC and NFC players of the week this week: Zach Wilson Rob? and Tommy DeVito. I mean, what's going that? on? Here? What? How about that? Never in a million years did I think that would happen this year. What week are we in the NFL? Oh, gosh. We, what? We, yeah. This far to the season, too. And what? Listen. Yeah, it's crazy. Good for Zach Wilson. Okay. Yes. Good for him. I mean, they benched him. They started him. They benched him again. For someone that isn't good at football whatsoever. And I think the kid felt like he had nothing to lose. I mean, that's he 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 went on in an interview and said, I had nothing to lose. There was no pressure. And I, and I can relate to that a lot. Like when I feel no anxiety, no pressure, I'm so much better at my job. And it was good to see, you know, Zachy going out there and just letting the ball rip. Um, I don't know, though. At the same time, it's like, now what? Right. I still think they're both going to part ways at the end of the season. Um, And I also think it will be a mistake if Rodgers does come back because they're not making the playoffs either way. So I'd like to see Zach keep getting thrown out there. And you never know what happens, because if Rodgers does come back next year, which he will, he's old. Right. So they might have him for another season or two. And then maybe Zach can actually be that guy. Why not? He looked like it, it last night. He absolutely looked like it this week uh, against a good team too. It wasn't like it was just, you know, a, a bad Patriots team this year. Like he did it against one of the more hype teams, especially in our world, in this hobby, everyone's talking about the Texans and CJ Stroud to see him do that. I, I, hey, give him another shot. Why not? They're five and eight. I, it, it, chances yeah. are not likely they're making the playoffs. See what you got at least. I mean, the Jets have pulled up some crazy upsets this year. They should have beat Mahomes, uh, a.k.a. the biggest whiner in the NFL, I think. Um, and they also had another huge up, upset a couple. They beat the Eagles. Excuse me. They beat That's the right. Eagles. So, like, I, yeah. they ha- the talent is there. And then as far as Tommy DeVito goes, as a New Jersey Italian woman, um, it's funny. I think he's milking it a little bit. Um, I'm a huge Sopranos fan. The um, the agent on the sidelines. I don't know if you saw. Obviously, you saw those oh, all yeah. over. It was everywhere. Um, it's just good for the game of football. It's, you know, gabagool. It's ridiculous. But most <laughs> Italian-Americans are ridiculous, especially if you're from New Jersey. We just met, but I think you can already – understand that just from talking to me for five minutes <laughs> <laughs> you know i was gonna say for that reason and i don't i don't know what the future of daniel jones is at this point i mean it seems like paid him enough to be the future there but also no. gosh this just feels like and 
you know, I can only reference uh, what I know best is it, it's got the feeling of I'll go another very prominent Italian American quarterback. What happened with Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, where it was like, yeah. eh, let's just see what happens here. Yeah. And then, oh, my God, you have a guy who can lead you. And, you know, it, it didn't work out in the long run, but it certainly worked out there for about a couple of years. And I just am getting that same vibe from Tommy DeVito. Yeah. And then you add in the kid from Jersey, the family, they're yes, all pissing each exactly. other Listen, I li- I, true story, Cody, I actually live about a block or two away from Danny Dimes. Um, and by the way, I think he needs to lose the nickname because I know he, I know he didn't give that to himself. We're talking about nickname. He's just, yeah, yeah. he's not a dime in another direction. So. It's okay to be a quarterback like that, you know, personality wise. He he doesn't give you Tommy DeVito, right? Mm -hmm. But then you gotta be good. So I think Giants fans are leaning into this because you know, Giants and Jets fans, we we have nothing else right now. So it's it's been a fun run for us, you know. Just give it to us. That's all we have right now. Yeah, exactly. It's super entertaining watching it from afar. It's been incredibly entertaining. And yeah, you mentioned even the Soprano stuff with the agent on the side. It's just man, it's It's ridiculous. It's wonderful. It's ridiculous. It's wonderful. It's exactly what I, I want out of sports is this type of fun. Um, yep. So yeah, we, we kind of touched on it. You grew up in that area in, in the New York area. Uh, the jets worked for them, uh, the New York Mets as well. Yeah. Um, so just give me a taste of just what is it like? I, I think, especially being on the West coast where there is, you know, we're super into the sports here. We're, we're obsessed with it, but uh, I'll, I'll go to the old, uh, the, the legendary legend around here, Gary Radnich, where he says, we have perspective around here. We have other things. We have good weather. We could do other things. We don't get crazy like in Boston or New York. Is it yes. really like that? Or are we all just kind of like overplaying it a little bit? Is it like that here in New York? Just New kind of this fervent, insane, like you can't, you know, I, I think of the WFAN callers and stuff like that, the, yeah. the who have the craziest, wildest takes, and they, it's all they do, eat, sleep, and drink is this. Honestly, I don't think so. I don't think it's cr- as crazy as Boston, because I, al- I also did work for NBC Sports Boston um, a little bit as a talking head. Um, I, I worked alongside Tommy Kern, who just who just uh, broke the news story about Bill Belichick being let go at the end of the season. So I've been around those crazy Bostonians. I think New York, New Jerseyans are also crazy, but also, you know, keep in perspective that we haven't won anything in, in how long. Right. Yeah. I grew up a Giants fan. Eli beat um, Brady twice, which was insane. Um Jets haven't been good in decades, haven't made the playoffs in, I think, 13 years after this year. Knicks are the Knicks. They're just a train wreck year after year. Mets, like this year, we were all gung-ho. Like, this is our year. Stevie Cohen's going to bring it together. It was a disaster. Um, brought in Berlander, brought in Scherzer. Disaster, disaster. They got traded to, to uh, you know, other teams. They won. So it's just like, it is, it's a hard, and it's hard where you are too. It's expensive. Um, but at least you have the weather on your side. It's a hard lifestyle here. It is hard. I was just talking to my girlfriend. I was like, even going grocery shopping, parking the freaking car, everything is exhausting. Sports is an escape. It's entertainment at the end of the day. So why do we watch sports? Why do we follow teams? To escape our reality, which nine times out of 10 is is hell. <laughs> so when those teams especially aren't winning and haven't won in such a long time and and these franchises and and its fan bases are starving for any sorts of mediocrity which is what and, and relevance which is what we're getting actually right now with Tommy DeVito and Wilson and all that like 
it's hard. So yeah, are they crazy like that? I was actually had the privilege of being on WFAN at, at, um, as a guest a couple of months back when King of Collectibles on Netflix came out and it was wonderful. Um, but I also have that demeanor, right? I, like I'm a sweetheart, but I'm also tough at the same time. So it's hard. But at the same time, I, I think that we are people that also will embrace you at the same time. Very convoluted yeah. response, but I hope hope it made a little bit of sense. No, a hundred percent, and that's I think what I've gleaned uh, just watching and, and and visiting every once you know a couple times is there's that that if when they love you when those fans love you they love you yep. you are you are a king you're a queen you are the top uh, which is you know but that's why you see. I think the closest we're getting this year, Yankees with Juan Soto. I will. I can't wait to see how those fans respond to him. I'm going to uh, put I, it down right now that that is going to be the biggest bust of the year. Oh, office. no way. Why, why do you think that? I don't know. I mean, Stanton, Judge, Soto. What are the what are the odds that all three of those men stay healthy all season long? That's fair. And That's fair. I don't know. If it didn't work with Stanton, then Judge, what's Soto going to do? I don't know. We'll see. They need pitching. They need a lot. So yeah, see if, let's see if Cashman can actually do his job for one. <laughs> yeah, worst worst case scenario, it ends up being like the Padres, where Soto's producing, but everybody's getting hurt. It kind of falls yep. apart around him. You're right. There's yep. a lot more work to be done there, but man, I think we'll that's see. a that's a match made in heaven. If you ask me, those two teams. Uh, yeah. So you you come from this sports media background, and and we've had other guests on the show where we have talked mm -hmm. about having that sports media background, and then. But here we are. We're in the hobby and we've shifted. Everyone is because it's fun. It's so much more fun. Yeah. I, I, I want to touch on that. I want to hear what, what was, first of all, that shift. When does that happen? Why do you make that shift? And yeah, why do you think this world to you is a more enjoyable space to be in? Because that's what it sounds like from what you're saying. Right. I did make a shift, but I do want to mention that I do still work in media and for net yeah. for networks and stuff. Like I work for Major League Baseball Network. Um, I don't for those of you listening, I don't know if you know, there is a show a show called Carded on MLB Network that I'm it's um, great. Yeah. I'm on. Greg Amsinger hosts, I'll have a bigger role next season. Um, they would like me to audition to be one of the main talents on on the network. I love MLB Network growing up, uh, going to Syracuse, you know, at the time it was the number one journal school, Cody in the world. It, you could have told me that that was my dream job. Like I, I would have said that was my dream job, right? Now at, at age, I'm not afraid to say it, at age 34 and being where I am, um, I still would love to work for them, but I don't know. I, I have fun doing my own thing, talking to guys like you, um, exploring other avenues, um, having the ability you know, to be more creative and goofy and, and funky like that. Um, but I also have severe ADD, which is why I already um, forgot your question. <laughs> How did I get in the, in the hobby? Yeah, How there, did you I get in the hobby? there you go. Let's simplify it. How'd you get into be this thing? Because of reasons like that, because I'm allowed to just be myself and have fun, right? Like, whereas if I go on a network, you know, growing up, I wanted to be a Tracy Wolfson or an Aaron Andrews. And then I realized like as admirable of um career as that is and what those women do is absolutely incredible do i think it could that do i think that i could do it right now absolutely i just don't know if i i want to at this stage of my life because i'm enjoying the freedom of creating my own content and exploring you know other avenues you know talking about tom brady and his you know success in the nfl but also you know you know posing a question 
of I'm I'm looking at your Montreal Expos hat. What if? What if he chose baseball? That's fun to me. Um, and I think that's where I graduated from Syracuse from journalism school in 2012. Instagram came out I think in 2012 or 2011, 2013, um, and that completely changed the trajectory of my career. Um, I did the whole nuts and bolts, everything right. I worked for MLB Network actually as a baseball logger until four o'clock in the morning for a year. I worked for CBS Sports. I logged NFL um, football games in in uh, Espanol. I'm, I'm not kidding. I did whatever it had to do, whatever it had to do, whatever I had to do, excuse me, you know, whatever it took to get to get to these big platforms. But then I eventually realized I really do want to perform. I want to entertain. So I moved to Iowa. I did the whole one man band uh, backpack journalism thing. I covered the Iowa Hawkeyes football basketball teams during the Rose Bowl year when Christian McCaffrey kicked our ass. Um, but but we the team it was, around here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Were you at the game with me? I wasn't. I, I wasn't there, but I, I, was, I, was, I was probably all, at the radio station listening, you know, all yes. the broadcasts. I was in I was in the press room crying, <laughs> but it was such I mean, I was 23 years old and it was such an incredible experience. It was the best best year in school history. And from there, the New York Jets hired me. They brought me home. Um, so I was their official team, you know, reporter. And I did a lot of fun stuff, you know, the traditional football stuff. I was the first one in the locker room. And unfortunately, that was the year when they went five and 11 and couldn't do couldn't win a damn game. And I wasn't allowed to really ask those fun, fun questions. I, I'd like to think I was a glorified cheerleader, actually, which is why, again, I wanted to get out of that. I wanted to have the ability to ask what I wanted. Yeah. Um, then I worked for NBC Sports in Boston, as I said earlier. And I did esports reporting for the NBA. I was the first e uh, female esports reporter, NBA 2K League. Um, I worked for the Mets. Um, and again, I worked for the Mets because I was told that I would actually be able to report on baseball and on the game. And again, I wasn't, I was pretty much, I was told to be a robotic cheerleader and I wasn't happy. And I know sports better than any man, better than anything. And I'm tired of having to prove that year after year after year. And I think in the hobby, you know, men and women are finally like saying like, they respect me, the voice that I have and, and it's a community and it's a family. And I just like, love you guys. And I love it so much. Um, and I'm just having so much fun and I'm hoping to just take it like further and further and further. My whole goal, Cody was to like bridge the gap between traditional broadcast media and the hobby because they really go hand in hand if you know sports you don't know the hobby i'm not gonna lie because it's a different language that now it's a language that i speak but three years ago when i was really grinding and getting into it i had to listen to podcasts like yours every day and i still do and i'm learning every day you know different nuances and different lingos and and um, languages that come into it, but i love it i love to learn more and more every day and i also love now educating the common folk that isn't into the hobby, right? And I think that's, I think that's one of the best things I can do for the hobby and for hobbyists is to bring in more eyeballs outside of the industry, outside of the space, because a lot of us are collectors. A lot of us love nostalgia. It's it, it's within us all, right? And I think that's you saw a little bit of that on on the King of Collectibles show. Um, I can talk about that whenever you want. Um, my my answer to your simple question was ten minutes, so I'm going to let you speak now. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad you touched on the whole like getting eyeballs on it because I think it's a big thing that we've heard since Fanatics has had a much larger presence in this yeah. hobby. Is uh, there's that line? I it sticks in my head. Michael Rubin talking about we want a 10x the hobby, we want a 10x the hobby, and you know. Uh, let's just get stuff out of the way. There are people yeah. who are saying, you know, things are, it's not where we were in 2021. And that's frankly, that's, that's true. But that's every.
country. Look at right. our economy. I can't buy a freaking a house. Right. It was yeah, a weird I, moment where everything right. got funky, where we were all at home. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. And the fact Sports is, it's didn't still, exist. right, right. It, the fact is we're still where we are now is still, you could say better than 2018, 2017, whatever. So, uh, but that out of the way, then I see something like yesterday where mm-hmm. I go on my Twitter feed, it's wherever, and I'm seeing what's going on with Tom Brady. Why is he wearing so, Expo stuff? People who never would even think about baseball cards. Uh, why is Eli Manning wearing San Francisco Giants rings? What's going on here? That to me is like it's working. It's happening. How cool was that? I mean, I've you know, I've, I'm work. I have the privilege to be able to work for a Fanatics Live right now. Um, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Um, it's been awesome. And I was lucky enough to stand next to Brady and Mike Rubin um, a couple a couple months back, you know, at um, the MLB flagship store in New York City. Um, one of the coolest Cody experiences of my life, because when I was told about that, I was like, wait, what? Okay, you want me to host a show involving Tom Brady, but you want me to ask him questions about baseball? Like, what in the freaking world? And I was just like, standing next to freaking Mr. Tom Brady, I I mean, one can make a very hard argument that he will go down as the the most, I I don't want to say athlete, but the most successful athlete of, like, of all time in the modern day era, right? I mean, you got Jordan, you got Brady, you got LeBron, but like, Brady was Brady, okay, the NFL, and I'm standing next to this man, and I'm looking up at him, and by the way, yes, everyone's asking me, especially men, is he as good looking in real life? Uh, yes, guys, he, he actually is. He has That's piercing eyes. The Montreal Expo's vintage blue, he looked great. He looked great. Mm-hmm. He was very he was very polite. I was actually, I'm not gonna lie, I was actually more starstruck standing next to Michael Rubin because I, I hadn't met him yet. I was a little nervous. I was like, Michael, you're kind of like my new boss. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was so much fun. And and we were just getting started. You know, everyone knew about the card, but no one really talked about it publicly, right? So I had already fell in love with this idea of Tom Brady getting his own baseball card. Why? This is why fanatics and tops right now. I think are so good for the hobby because it is, it is, this is how, I don't know if it'll ever 10X, but this is how you 3X, 4X, 5X it. Again, you're bringing in outsiders. Like look at all the articles that were written up about the Brady commercial yesterday. That one of the best commercials you will ever see, um, especially in sports, CNBC, boardroom, barstool. Everyone is talking about this, this dream commercial with Tom Brady. Why? Because it's so creative. It's so creative. And, you know, a lot of the flat Cody that people have been saying is like, oh, whatever, it's a junk card. Like, excuse me, any card signed by most likely the the most successful quarterback in NFL history is not junk. And two, just because you think it's junk because it's different from what we're used to, us traditionalists in the hobby, doesn't mean it's junk. And then there's also the, oh, there's only 81 of them. The odds of getting it are, you know, astronomical. Yeah, but, you know, the odds of, you know, Tom Brady taking 199th overall, six quarterbacks taken ahead of him, winning seven Super Bowls. I would say those odds were pretty low as well, right? But he did it. And that's what makes this chase so cool and so fun. And not to mention all the amazing prospects that are also in, in this Bowman draft product, right? You know, Paul Skeens. Could go down. He what? They've been touting him, Cody, as is one of the best pitcher to come out the, in in a decade. The best prospect since Strasburg is what everybody's saying. Okay. And then, and and on top of that too, with Skeens, and this is why this whole 
product released to me is as big as it's gotten in a while. And it's always a big deal. Braille drafts always a huge, uh, huge milestone on the on the baseball card calendar but i feel like with him and then you have the social media following i is it livy dunn i i i olivia dunn i talked oh. about this on fanatic live i know she, i'm showing my age like, is that is? yeah exactly i didn't know who she exactly. was either she was on the cover of sports illustrated with the other lse uh women's basketball star um angel reese correct yep yes um everyone knows who she is she's got millions of followers um she's an athlete but she's also entertaining and again, that's what the hobby loves, right? So that my point was we did a we did a prospect draft draft, me and Scott Rogowski. And like I picked my top five, he picked his top five. And my top five was my I'll give you my top two, Paul Skeens and Max Clark, because Max Clark is really the first young baseball player to ever take advantage of social media. I think the man is 18 years old. He's a very young man. He already has 375,000 followers, not to Jeez. mention he's he's really freaking talented. And that's what the hobby loves. We love entertainment and eyeballs. So, yeah, you know, that's what the I, hobby I, loves. It's it's what I'm, baseball also desperately needs is that, an eight year old please. kid with almost five hundred thousand followers getting into this thing and then see what he does. I mean, it was also I, I remember. Gosh, it was either last year or the year before. Blaze Jordan was sort of the same thing. If you remember him, mm -hmm. the home yep. run derby champ from high school. Where I was like, who is this guy? He's ranked like. 200th and top yep. prospects like why is this the guy and then you see the videos baseball needs that so so badly how is blaze doing because i do like i know he's huge in the hobby he's not panning out as well as we would have liked so far but there's yeah. still time yeah i don't think it's quite happened yet but yeah it's it's also like it could be five years from now and then suddenly oh wait blaze jordan got called up and he hit exactly. five home runs in a week and we're, we're right back to to blaze right. mania that's all it takes and that's why prospecting is, is so hard. It's really a crapshoot. It is it is such a crapshoot. Crap I actually asked this to Jim Callis, an MLB network analyst on Fanatics Live show the other day. What would you rather be, Cody? I'll ask you this. Would you rather be an NFL number one overall pick or an MLB overall pick in terms of, you know, odds of actually making it in your prospective league? Right? Ooh. Isn't that a tough one? That's a really tough one. I my I lean towards quarterback because that seems like the ceiling is the highest there or the floor I should say is the highest there where your your number one pick you have the financial freedom from the get go like even if things really go south you're fine it, it, at least financially or whatever and then endorsements and all that if things go really well right uh, you're Tom Brady but. Then I saw Shohei Otani exactly. sign a $700 million contract. Boom. So Boom. Uh, maybe it changes there. The, the ceiling in baseball is astronomically higher where and they're playing with just, you know, monopoly money. It's ridiculous. Isn't it crazy how much more money Major League Baseball players make than an NFL player? But at the same time, it cut. And also NFL players take a beating, right? Yeah. There's no guaranteed money. There's nothing there guaranteed. You're you're getting not to say that baseball is not a physically demanding sport, because it is, but it is not football where you are you are you know life and death every every other snap right, um, you know not to say you can't get hit in the head you know with a line drive and die 
but you know what I'm saying. Concussions, everything. It is really hard to stay on the field. You don't get guaranteed money. You you do only play 17 games a season unless you go into the playoffs, but it's just an absolute grind. And I just remember over the last couple of years, and especially as a Jets fan, Zach Wilson was a number two pick, absolute bust so far. You know, he's coming off his best performance in what, three, four years. it's just hard. So my question was like, what are the odds? And I don't know, and I have to look this up, but like, are the odds of a number one draft pick in the MLB higher of making it than an NFL one? You I'm just guessing see a lot lower. of us. I'm guessing it's, so? yeah, I think it's yeah. a lot lower actually. Although, I mean, there's been, I think the recent history has been pretty good if you look at the top 10 drafts, but I think you look at that versus like NFL the last 10 years, I think you're still looking at maybe like, oh, 60 to 70% of these guys at the very least had an NFL career, had a good NFL career. Whereas right. I think in baseball, I think it's 50-50. I, I and can there's think more of, longevity. Uh, there's more yes. longevity though. You can have a 15-year baseball you know, career and you're only going to have that in football if you're a guy like Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, hopefully, right. not right. Wood, right? That is the 1%, for sure. The 1% it's of the short, It's short and sweet. So anyway, off topic, leave it to me. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I like I like the sports talk it all ties back into what we're doing here in the hobby and hey i I mentioned it the year you had this year has been it's been incredible uh and i'm sure again when you started your career you would have thought man the this is one of the great years of your career where you're on netflix you're on you know you're doing fanatics live and it's in this space in this hobby so uh first of all i just want to talk about the your work on on the golden show on the golden touch uh i know season two Sounds like yeah. it's in development. Can you tell anything yeah. about that? So, so not to correct you, but it is. It's called, and this is. I think this is Netflix's fault. And I, yes. I already said it's them. It's called King of Collectibles: The Golden Touch. I think they should. I know we want to get Ken's name in there because he is the man, and it's his yes, show. But everyone, th- a lot of people think it's the Golden Touch, and I think we lose viewership for that. I, yeah, I apologize. This is this is no. me doing the the no, House of the no, Dragons no. versus House of Dragons thing. Yeah, no, Cody. It's ev- It's everyone. I swear, it's everyone. <laughs> right. um, so it's king of collectibles um there's only so much i'm allowed to say but yeah season one was an absolute dream like not gonna lie it's the first time i I was ever involved in hollywood right never in a million years did i ever think that i would go to school for traditional broadcast journalism and wind up where i am in the hobby but let alone on a on the biggest global streaming platform in the world so it is an absolute dream thank ken thank you ken golden netflix wheelhouse productions for for letting that making that happen um but it was a grind i'm not gonna lie like in order to get season one done it took like almost two years from start to finish for it to actually you know audition develop film and then it just took forever season one because i I do remember we heard about it actually we talked about on this podcast i think like in summer of 2021 is when we Mm -hmm. first heard about it so yeah it's yep. uh it, and, and it, it aired in see, early 2023 yeah, yeah. So, and it was just great and, to see like you guys kind of you know uh look, a look behind the scenes of this world it was great for the hobby great exposure for the hobby and not just for yeah. the hobby too i think it's great too that all sort of elements of collecting oh, were all. included in this. All elements. For instance, yeah. I can't explain how many DMs and emails I get a day from mostly strangers, but also people I grew up with, my mom's friends. Like I just got a DM about coins and jewelry and gold and watches. I'm like, listen, I am not an expert in that. Also, Golden is not, everyone thinks now Golden is the, the leading auction house in like sports and memory and all that. But like people think we're the leading auction house in everything, like jewelry and watches and, and stuff like that. So I have to like, you know, um, I guess divert them somewhere else. Um, but there's so many fun things that have happened from it. Like I just got an amazing email from someone who um, 
unfortunately, un old uncle passed away, but my son gets his collection. I'm like, yes, I'll be there shortly with a camera. Let's go, baby. She's like, I know I can trust you. I was like, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, but Netflix, there's only so much I can say. But we did just fi uh, finish season two. Um, it was a couple months process, long process. Um, I think in you know, I'm, I don't even know. I don't care anymore. I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. But in another month or two, we film like what's called pickup days where they figure out like what's missing from the show and you do that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if I'm narrating in this year, but I hope I am. And then I, I finish. That's like the last piece of the puzzle, which I enjoy doing the most. You know, I love to talk and we do that. And then hopefully it comes out. Uh, Ken has been quoted in saying it, it comes out probably beginning be right before baseball season of 2024, so soon. And I think this year, I think the hobby is going to like it even more because it's more a lot of last season. Listen, it was a crapshoot. We we and they had no idea what anyone was going to like. They didn't know if anyone would like it at all. Um, the budget was very low. It's never a show like that had never been done before on, net, on Netflix, especially my role, right? As like a talent slash narrator slash host. Um, it had never been done before. And I'm not going to lie. There were moments where I laid up all night and was thinking, what the hell did I just do? This is going to be embarrassing. I couldn't even watch the premiere until everyone in my family and like all my best friends told me like, it's good. Watch it. You know, so it was a proud moment that it went nine and five globally. Um, but season two is coming out soon. I think you guys will like it more within the hobby because it's more about the actual individual collector, the average, you know, the average Cody and Alex Strymo, like going into grandma's basement, like I did and, and checking out an old collection, checking out your father's vintage baseball card collection, um, and other cultural items. Um, and that's why I loved, loved the most about the show. It wasn't just about sports. Um, but this year I will say as a sports fan, which I know you are, it's, it's, way more sports heavy actually right. because the feedback was netflix was afraid that the globe wouldn't resonate too much with the sports but they loved it so it's it's way more sports centered this year yeah and i that's surprising to hear about from netflix because i just feel like they're they have tapped into like some great sports uh content some great sports documentaries and shows that i was I gonna say but mostly documentaries yeah documentaries. But like mostly yes. documentaries um yeah because if you think about it cody you know the only, you know, America is really the only country where like the NFL is huge, right? Sure. Like baseball's big in Japan and other places, but not in obviously South America, but it's not soccer is really the, the goat yeah. sport across the globe. So soccer. that's why you saw yeah. a lot, a lot of heavy soccer in season one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, season two, we were sort of taken off the leash a little bit and like Ken was al allowed to like, you know, let it fly. So I, I think I'm really excited to see see some of it. I have not seen anything yet, but it's coming out soon. I'm excited. Well, we're very excited to see it. Uh, I won't say anything other than either at the national we had a big card that we pulled on display at the golden booth uh i don't know if there will be any discussion of it on the show or anything but uh, i'm gonna keep my eyes out for that that's all i'm gonna okay. say okay we'll talk after this now i yeah, need to we'll know talk. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk afterwards we'll talk after like uh, anyway, i gotta get a, i'm about to after we end this i'm getting on a, i'm getting on a mojo break i i'm going for one of those brady autos or maybe a max clarky Oh, nice. there you go. Hey, you know what? I think we're actually, as we're recording this, we're live on Fanatics Live. We're live on our website. Oh, so baby. you've got options. You've got plenty of options. So hop on in. Uh, just a few more minutes with you, Alex. And yeah. I appreciate the time. Uh, hey, let's talk about Fanatics Live. You've uh, been a big presence on there here the last few months. How did that partnership develop? What can you tell us about maybe the future? We know that there's been some amazing events they've had with the Women Yama event in San Antonio, yeah. at the New York studios with guys like 
Tom Brady, you mentioned Derek Jeter. Uh, right. What can we expect from you with them? And maybe anything you might tell us about plans in 2024 for Fanatics Live. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I can only speak from my end, which is Fanatics Live is this, if you think about it, we all know that Fanatics is Mike Rubin and, and there's a lot of money in within both of those brands. But Fanatics Live, you got to give them credit. My boss, Josh Landau, brought me on because um, he believed in me. He actually came to my King of Collectibles premiere and was like, if, if you don't, if, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to come on, you know, come on and be one of our, you know, our spokespeople for Fanatics Live. I was like, let's do it. But it's a startup. So things take, you know, a while, as you know, you know, to pan out. So Fanatics Live is, it's a breaking, it's a breaking platform, but it's more than that. It's it's like, okay, for instance, they brought over big time social media people from Red Bull. And what I've learned recently is Red Bull, you know, what do you think about Red Bull, right? It gives you wings. It makes you fly. If you go on a, they're so, they're one of the most successful branding companies in, in, in history. And if you go on their Instagram feed, you don't see anything about their product, nothing. You, you don't see like the actual energy drink, which gives me a heart attack. You just see things that make you think about it giving, it gives you endorphins you. and so whatever. So I would like to think that that is my role with Fanatics Live. Um, I don't know if you saw the Tom Brady video I did where it was more, it was a little bit of, you know, educational content mm -hmm. slash little humor slash a little of this. That's what I want to bring. Um, not only to my personal um, feed, but to their feed, where bringing we I want to bring in, as we talked about earlier, outside perspectives of the hobby, which is what Michael Rubin wants to do at Fanatics. Um, so hopefully I'm one of the people that can do it. The live show is like a lot of fun. I know that we're definitely going to um, make it bigger and better and hopefully more frequent. I literally live 20 minutes away from that gorgeous studio that they just built um, in the West Village in the city. And it's so, so much fun. And they're in the, the sky is the limit. I like we we haven't even scratched the surface. I can't speak on like their other bigger plans. Um, but I can say like there are some like huge events, you know, going down soon with big time athletes because, you know, Ruben has the ties. Um, Mike May Mahan is doing such an incredible job. And I'm just there to talk and hopefully be engaging and not annoy everyone. So that's that's really it. To talk to these athletes and interview them about their game, but also, you know, the hobby space within it, right? So like bridging the gap right. between them both. Right. That's what it's all about. That's that's been it, it, it's amazing too to find out how many of these athletes are in love with this stuff uh right. i just saw i think i saw it was uh and athletes are getting into it now too i saw the rookie like, of the year the rookie yes. of the year on the diamondbacks i was about to say corbin carroll is a perfect example of a guy who was like uh, oh what's happening here and hey shout out to evan longoria who uh yep. was around these parts a long time and is a huge mm -hmm. huge collector yeah, i think he he's a big reason why corbin got into that uh so shout out to him and it's cool to see that cool to see guys get into it like josh young for the Rangers too. So it, it's, we're just scratching the surface of the athlete to collector relationship here. And there's, there's, we're going to find out there's even more guys that we, that we even, that we ever dreamed of that are super into this stuff. So. And you know, what's more interesting to me, like even, even if they aren't a collector, they don't care. The story behind a lot of these items, like, cause the hobby isn't just sports cards, it's memorabilia, right? It's game use right. memorabilia and collectibles and stuff like that. So like interviewing, I like what I will get into, I promise you more in 2024 is interviewing these guys about specific instances, um, like 
this jersey, like we know that this jersey piece from Corbin Carroll was from this game. Corbin, tell me about that game. What what was going through your head during that moment? Like, what do you remember? Like, how nervous were you? Like, biggest screw up, you know, blah, blah, blah. So fun stuff that like we would never get unless someone like me or you ask them. And they genuine, they generally like really enjoy talking about it. It's fun stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Play, they love to like be like, oh yeah, that August sixth game uh, in Milwaukee. Yeah, I remember every single moment of that game. Absolutely, it's surprising well, how the the the, the memory <laughs> recollection they have is pretty. Yeah, but impressive. you'd be surprised. But some of them will <laughs> be like, yeah, I remember that game. I stole second base. It it did win us the game, but I also like ripped my ass up while doing it. Right? You know? Yeah, that's Just the more memorable funny part of that. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Or that <laughs> night I had goal. really bad room service or something. Like that's what I really exactly. remember from that trip. Yeah. 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 Well, that, Hey, that's, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Hey, hopefully if we could, you know, visit the studios at some point, I can't wait. It'd be awesome. Uh, cause, uh, yeah, it looks yeah, amazing and Let's do working with fanatics. Yeah. Working with fanatics has been awesome. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on and, uh, can't wait to see what you got in the future. One question as we get out the door here, uh, because we asked it on the podcast and it's on everyone's mind <laughs> of the Tom Brady cards of these big Tom Brady cards. Do you want the one of one super factor with the auto or do you want one of the two inscribed cards? Which hey, I'm one, not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. When I, I was working last night and I heard that the, the, the super was pulled and I was I so disappointed. It. I was like, no, because I'm not going to lie. I actually genuinely thought that I was going to pull it. I was like, this is it. I deserve this. I'm going to pull it. Um, would I want that one or the 12, the 12 out of 50? There's the 12 out of 50 one? and the 12 out of 25. <laughs> There's two inscribed ones. One I think says, let's go Expos. Yeah. My French is well, not good. It's, it's No, the, the 12 out of 50 says, well, if baseball doesn't work out, there's always football. That's right. So that's, that's like right. the whole quote unquote dream thing. Um I'm going to, I'm going to have to say as, as, as awesome as that statement is, I'm still going to have to go for the super fracture because there's only one of them and it doesn't super matter what grade good. you get. There's only one of the other one as well. Um, I don't know. They're both in like there, you can't put a price on, on either one. I, I, I would take both. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll how cool is that? Props to tops and fanatics for like making this a thing. Like, you know, 12 months ago, none of us would ever thought that this was ever a thing. It's, it's creativity. And, and that's what the hobby needs more of, right? We just need more of this. And, and I know that fanatics will bring that. It's fun. It's got us talking about different things. It has us talking about things that never happened. Use your imagination. You know, the, the new Willy Wonka movie is coming out shortly, right? Like step into the world, right? Like golden ticket. Exactly. And we need Oompa Loompa cards pronto is what also uh, dawned on me when you said that. I so. am. I'm the same height as an Oompa Loompa. So no, I, no, I'm... come on. Come on. <laughs> come on now. Just don't be breaking out of the song or anything to end this. That's, that's all <laughs> uh, Alex, this was a blast. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, let us know where we can find you on the socials, online or on TV. Yeah, just, yeah I mean, just right now, currently at alex Strimo, a-l-e-x-g-i-a-i-m-o it's very it's very easy guys um king of collectibles king of collectibles on netflix comes out in a couple months look out for that mlb network it's the off season so you can't find me there um but uh, you know i'll be lurking I, i'm just starting to step up my content game so i think you guys will be seeing more of me hopefully so i'm ready to annoy you more there we go. We're, we're ready to be annoyed in your words, I guess. So, hey, Alex, I really, <laughs> really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks, that. Cody. 
All right, guys, that is it for the show. Thank you guys for checking it out. Once again, you can follow us on MojoBreak underscore com on Twitter, Instagram. We're on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe and listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple. So make sure you check out all the old podcasts, all the upcoming podcasts. We do this every week, and we'll see you guys on the next one.